0: Fully devoted people start by taking steps of obedience. What's the current condition of your heart toward God? Stay tuned. So here's how it
1: goes. To those whose hearts are completely His, extraordinary power follows on the heels of extraordinary commitment.
0: Welcome to Bold Steps with Mark Job, President of Moody Bible Institute and Senior Pastor of New Life Community Church in Chicago. Today in the broadcast, we continue the message When God Stops. He's always on the move, always searching for those who are fully devoted to Him. When He finds one, He stops and says, I found one. Are you one of those who are hungry in your faith, even when it's hard to obey? To keep up with our current teaching series, Fully Devoted, you can listen again to any of our messages anytime, anywhere, on demand at boldstepsradio.org. That's boldstepsradio.org. Now here's Pastor Mark Job with part two of When God Stops on Bold Steps.
1: There's no problem that you go to a doctor. You should go to a doctor if you're sick. If your car's broken down, you should go to a mechanic. If your finances are in, in trouble, you should go to an accountant. You see, when you trust in others or other people or other things, but you don't go to God, ultimately you're saying, hey, my trust isn't ultimately in you, God. I think I can solve my problems and my issues without you, God. Can I tell you something? That is the ultimate presumption and arrogance of the human heart. To think that we can do anything that's worth doing without the power and strength of God. Can I tell you something? If your marriage is in trouble, I'm glad you should go to a counselor to help you with your marriage. You should. Ben, can I tell you something? Take the initiative. You be the one that leads. Men typically don't like to do that. But if you go to a counselor... And believe that it's the counselor that fixes your marriage. Ultimately, it's no counselor in the world can fix your marriage without the power of God. You go to a counselor, but you need the power of the Holy Spirit in your life to change what you cannot change. You need someone to change your heart. God can only do that. If you have cancer, by all means, go to an oncologist. Get all the treatment that you can. But if your treatment, if you if you ultimately depend on chemotherapy and don't understand that he is Jehovah Rapha, the God that heals, and you're not calling upon the Almighty God to release his healing power upon your life, then your confidence is in doctors, not in God Almighty. If you have an addiction problem, yes, go to a 12-step program. You should go to a 12-step program. But if your confidence is in your sponsor and 12-step program, then you have misplaced your confidence because that's only a tool that God uses to break the chains of addiction and set you free. You need the power of God. Asa, Went to doctors, but didn't call upon the Lord. I'm just wondering, is your heart fully committed? It shows up in what you go to when you're in trouble, what you go to first when you're in trouble. It shows up in what you rely on most, I love what Proverbs chapter 3, verse 5 and 6 says. It says, trust in the Lord with all your heart. What does it say? How much of our heart? All. Part of our heart? All. What does all mean in the Greek? All. All. (laughs) All means 100%. Trust in the Lord with all of your heart. 100% 100% of your heart. You rely on God. God can meet the need through other people. Even our finances and our resources. If you believe that your your boss is the one that meets your need, then your boss will be your God. If you believe that God is the one that meets your need and he uses your boss, then you will put your boss in the right position and your boss will never sit, suck your soul out of you because you know that ultimately it's God that provides and not your boss. If you understand that your boyfriend loves you and it's a good thing that he loves you and you kind of overflow in it but if you think that your boyfriend is the one that gives you worth and value then you will always have to have a man beside you whether he's a good man or a bad man whether he treats you like trash or good you will be driven to get your worth from a man. When you understand that it's God that gives you worth then God can use a man in your life to love you in the right way but ultimately your worth is not from a man your worth is from God Almighty who looks at you as a child of the living God and gives you worth and value. You see, ultimately we're looking to God. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and don't lean on your own understanding. When the Word of God is different than our own understanding... Then ultimately, it says, Don't go by what you think, go by what God says, because ultimately, God's way is better than your way. Your heart might might say, I want to hold a grudge of unforgiveness and hatred in my heart because look what they did to me. And God says, Forgive them because it's better for you. I've forgiven you. And you say, I don't want to forgive them. But God says, forgive them. Ultimately, God's way is better than your way. So you forgive. You say, God, I'm going to trust you. And I'm going to forgive even though I don't want to forgive. That's trusting God. God calls you to sexual purity. Walk in sexual purity. Well, Pastor, you don't understand, if I don't, like, get involved, I'm going to lose the guy because every guy, you know, they want a little something on the side. And I'm afraid if I don't give him a little something on the side, he's going to find a woman that will give him a little something on the side. So I, I just, you know, I really like him, Pastor. I'm glad you like him. I'm glad you like him, but I hope you love God more than you like him. Because if ultimately you're just going to get him because, he's, because you're giving him something on the side, listen, he's not worth hanging on to. Until he puts a ring on your finger and says, for better or for worse, let's do this. You say, oh, Pastor, you... you you say, well, Pastor, you must not live in the world I live in. Pastor, you're kind of old-fashioned. You've been in a bubble. No, I, I'm, I live in the same world you live in. I'm just saying that what should define our lives is not culture. What should define our life is the power and truth of the Word of God that supersedes culture. That's what I'm saying. The Word of God should supersede culture. And if God says it, even though it's hard to obey, follow what God says because God trumps... Trust in the Lord with all thy heart. Lean not on thy own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him. And guess what? He will direct your path or he will make your path straight. I'm talking, this is hard. This is difficult. This is challenging. Is my heart a heart that would make God stop at my address and say, I found one, because they're fully devoted. Number three, not only must we refuse to give what belongs to God to others, secondly, we can't put our reliance on others, but God above all others if our heart is fully devoted. And number three and lastly, fully devoted hearts become magnets of the God's power. Verse nine says, for the eyes of the Lord move to and fro throughout all the earth that he may, listen to this, that he may strongly support. Another version says strengthen. Another translation implies manifest his power to those whose hearts are completely his. So here's how it goes. Extraordinary power follows on the heels of extraordinary commitment.
0: You're listening to Bold Steps with Mark Job, and there's more coming up in a minute. Just a pause here to welcome you to the program. And if you're new to the broadcast, All of what you're hearing on air is also available to hear online at boldstepsradio.org. There are different options there for you to receive the daily teaching. If you're a smartphone user and prefer to listen on demand, consider downloading the free Moody Radio app, or you can subscribe to the podcast version on iTunes or Google. However you prefer to connect, it's our hope that this good news and teaching you're hearing is challenging and encouraging you to take the needed bold steps in your life to grow in faith and walk closer to God. So, if you can, visit boldstepsradio.org for more details. Down through history, those who have had the most influence spiritually were those who were completely devoted to God, and we can learn from their examples. Here again is Pastor Mark Job with more Bold Steps.
1: Extraordinary spiritual power does not come to the intelligent, the wealthy, the resourced, the strategic. Extraordinary power comes to the extraordinarily committed. Jesus chose 12 disciples. You know what all 12 disciples had in common? The one common denominator of the 12 disciples was that they were hungry and devoted to following Christ. They weren't the wealthiest. They weren't the most prosperous, their names were not known. The one that would become the the leader of the early church, his name was Peter, and he was a fisherman, not a theologian, not a businessman, not of noble birth, a man that was used to catching fish, and he would become one of the most spiritually powerful men in the early new testament why because he was simply devoted to jesus he had hunger for god down through the centuries those that have turned countries around those that have altered nations those those that have influenced haven't always been the most Successful, the wealthiest the smartest the, those of royal blood they have been those that say I believe in what scripture says I believe in the power of God I believe and I, my heart is 100% devoted to who God is and God says aha now I found someone I can pour my power into David was a shepherd boy not a soldier, but when he defeated Goliath, he was simply a shepherd boy that fully trusted God, and God empowered him to defeat a massive warrior called Goliath. Moses was a shepherd after 40 years, an old man, when he had the burning bush experience, and God said, go set my people free after 400 years of slavery, and he set Almost a million Israelites free from the oppression of the Egyptians. Not because he had power, but because he said, I'm willing and fully devoted to follow you, God. Gideon was but a child. Fearful. When the angel of the Lord appeared to him and said, mighty warrior, I'm calling you. And he rose up fully devoted and set the people of God free. All I'm saying is that those that have greatest influence in the spiritual realm are those that say, my heart, I choose to be fully devoted to who God has called me to be and follow him. I've asked myself this question, what would happen in the city of Chicago? If there was 10, 20, 30, 100 fully devoted followers of Jesus, what if, come on, we're dreaming here a little bit, what if there was a church of fully devoted followers? What if God were to move in a place like this? Yeah, an old factory converted. On the southwest side of Chicago, we have about 1,500 people that attend on Sunday morning in, in this location. What if 1,500 people in the city of Chicago decided we're going to be serious about God and we're going to become devoted, that our hearts will not be halfway there, partially there, a tenth of a way there. But what if, what if a church said, We are 100% ready and willing to follow God. What could God do through 1,500 fully devoted people where God says, he stops and says, Aha, I found one. Now let me pour some power. Let me pour some ability. Let me pour some strength Let me empower them because when God finds a heart that's fully devoted, he's not afraid to pour power into it. He's not afraid to strengthen it. He's not afraid to allow them to do things that they could never do in their own power because he strengthens them with supernatural power. Are you tracking with me? Well, see, that's what I'm praying for. That's what I'm believing for. And what I've discovered over the years is this. Listen, listen. I've discovered that fully devoted people, yeah, when we're fully devoted, we start taking steps of obedience that lead to extraordinary uh, outpourings of blessing and power in our life. But listen, you can't expect new blessing off of old steps of obedience and commitment. I'm really glad that 20 years ago you bowed your knee and gave your life to Jesus. I'm super happy that you made a commitment 10 years ago, but I'm not talking about 10 years ago. I'm talking about this year. What's the condition of our heart? Well, I'm not talking about perfection. Because we won't reach that until we get to glory. I'm talking about commitment. Devotion. Saying, Lord, if you say it, I do it. My heart is fully yours. That's what I'm talking about. I pray that God would keep my faith simple, pure, pure. And childlike help me Lord if I ever get too professional help me Lord if it gets too complicated help me Lord if as your pastor I ever think it's our strategy our intelligence our structure our ingenuity our self-determination our power our will our leadership organization that causes the church to go forward. Help us, God, if that's ever our reality. Because in the end, what drives the church of the living God forward, in the end, what causes God to show up with power, in the end, the places where the presence of God says, yes, here I can show up, is simply people that have a childlike faith that says, here I am. You're my daddy. I showed up to worship you and my heart fully belongs to you. That's a place where extraordinary power can be poured out. The simplicity of the gospel. Listen, I'm believing God for, to move in some extraordinary ways like I always have. And I, and I've seen it in my own life. When I'm, Really, depending on God, when I really need God, I pray. When I'm walking on the flesh, I plan. I depend on self. I think I can solve it. I get consultants, and nothing's wrong with that. But if you don't pray and go to God, who needs to be the first to go, go to, then really you're walking in the arm of the flesh and not walking in the arm of the Spirit. And when you walk on the arm of the flesh, you always fail by the arm of the flesh. We're praying for our city. We're praying for international, but you're also praying for you. Because we corporately come together to pray for what God has called us to do. We're praying for for, for this church. I'm believing that this church would be a place, a hub of the presence of God a powerful place of transformation where thousands of people will hear the gospel of Jesus Christ and be transformed, where marriages will be revitalized, where prodigal sons will come back to God, where the hardest of the hard will come to Jesus, where people will see this as a beacon of hope, a place that is full of the life-giving power of Jesus. I'm believing that for this congregation, for Midway, for this factory that we have here in the next few years. But you need to pray for you. What does God want to do in your family? What does God want to do in your kids? What does God want to do in your heart? What is God doing in you? And if you're here saying, Pastor, I don't really have anything. Well, come to me. I got a whole bunch of things to give you. If you had nothing to pray for, then you're not dreaming big enough. You're not expecting enough. Some of you need to pray, oh God, take this heart that's kind of cold and put some fire back into it, God. Some of you have family members that right now, you could never, never, never envision them actually worshiping and following Jesus, but you need to pray that God would bring them to a place where they'd finally be open to the things of God. Hey, I don't know what's on your heart to pray for. You may be a single woman here saying, I'm praying for a husband. I I think that's a good prayer, a godly husband. You may be a guy praying for. Who knows, there may be a guy over there and a girl over there, and during the fast you come together, and voila, your prayer's answered right there. Who knows, that's how God works sometimes, right? I don't know what the prayer is. Maybe you need healing in your life, physical healing. Maybe you need spiritual healing, emotional healing. Maybe you need a breakthrough in your job. I don't know what your issue is today and what God has put upon your heart to pray for, but I do know that what you're saying when you fast and pray is I am weak, God. I can't do it on my own. I'm acknowledging there's a power much greater than me his name is God through his son, Jesus Christ, that sends his Holy Spirit. And in my weakness, I'm calling unto God to do in a supernatural way what I cannot do in a natural way. That's what you're saying.
0: That's Pastor Mark Joe and this is Bold Steps. Mark, is there's nothing in us. There's nothing in our strength or our knowledge. It's all of God, isn't it?
1: It really is. And... The story of Asa just reminds me, as the prophet says to Asa, it's really a rebuke, but he's reminding him God's looking for a heart that's fully devoted. And when he finds one, he pours out his power Mm. or he manifests his strength. And so really God's strength and power are attracted to humility.
0: Well, tomorrow, the message is the power habits, three disciplines that flow over into every area of life as God's favor. And we hope you'll join us for that message next time here with Mark Job. Mark, let's change gears for just a moment and discuss our brand new Bold Step gift available to our listeners this month.
1: Yeah, I don't think I have to convince people about the fact that we live in a very divided, polarized angry, Mm -hmm. frustrated society. see it every day, don't we? And we as believers get caught right up in the middle of it, and maybe you've experienced it at your family gatherings or in the church that you're at, and you wonder, how do I bridge this divide? How do I handle it? This is a resource called Love Over Fear by Dan White facing monsters, befriending enemies, and healing our polarized world. So if you struggle with how to engage in these difficult conversations, how to bring it together, I think Dan has some great insights yeah. as believers, how do we engage in a polarized world?
0: Well, he was a guest on Moody Radio recently and talked about the book. Let's listen.
1: Whether you're a conservative or a progressive, when you see something that, that repels you, uh, that you don't believe is true. You're actually first listening to your fear-based part of your brain. This is the starting point for for Jesus followers, for disciples, um, is to first come to terms with how automatic and obedient we have become to our fear. We have a hard time moving outside of that first knee-jerk reaction in the face of something that we think is um, threatening or sinful or evil.
0: Well, if you would like to request your copy of Love Over Fear today when you give a financial gift of any amount, go online to boldstepsradio.org or make your donation over the phone by calling 844-615-7363. That's 844-615-7363. And if you'd rather send your gift through the mail, be sure to address your envelope to Bold Steps, 820 North LaSalle Boulevard, Chicago, Illinois 60610. Once again, that's 820 North LaSalle Boulevard, Chicago, Illinois, 60610. And then before we close, we want to remind you to sign up for Mark's weekly email devotional, The Bold Stepper Weekly. It's full of encouraging biblical truths and exciting updates from Mark, and he sends one out every Monday morning. So if you're on the list, you should have received today's edition already in your inbox. And if you haven't joined the list yet, you can do that today and be ready for next week's edition of The Bold Stepper Weekly, by signing up right now at BoldStepsRadio.org. Well, that's all the time we have today. I'm Wayne Shepherd. Thanks for joining us, and be sure to join us again tomorrow when Mark presents the next message in our fully devoted series, a message titled The Power Habits. That's coming up on Tuesday's program here on Bold Steps. Bold Steps is a production of Moody Radio, a ministry of Moody Bible Institute.